Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Coming up, our thoughts on the Big Ten getting back into the action as they start their season. We give you a fan base who thinks they should be ranked, but is really mad that they aren't. And, of course, our new, what feels like, weekly segment, Lines That Reek Like Manure. All that, but first... You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Also want to let everyone know that they should check out Fantasy Focus Football. If gambling is your thing, I'm guessing you also like fantasy football. A lot of bye weeks coming up, so make sure you get your roster straight. And Matt and Field and Stefania will get you covered with everything you need to know. Download and subscribe to Fantasy Focus Football and Stanford Stephen the Bear wherever you get your podcast. It is here. I can already see the smile on the producer's face. He's cheesing away. Uh, he's got his Shirley Temple ready for his Buckeyes this week, Bear. Look how happy our producer is. Sorry for giving people a bad visual, even though we're an audio-only podcast. Look at that guy. He couldn't be happier right now. He's just so excited that his beloved Buckeyes and, and, the, and the Big Ten is, is, is back. If he could figure out a way to be, to be at the shoe on Saturday, I'm sure he will. It's funny. Uh, a lot of the you know Big Ten previews you're reading for this week – I found it pretty interesting that the, the the previews I read it the most that had the biggest quote were Nebraska was the Nebraska side saying, very fortunate that there won't be 100,000 at the shoe. Uh, there will be close to 1,600 there as they are allowing family and friends. So I feel like, you know, Nebraska, I feel like it's building themselves up a little bit, you know, knowing that they don't have to deal with that raucous crowd that we usually uh, get on uh, a Saturday at the shoe. Ohio State was really affected by the, the fans last year when they went to Lincoln and the game was over about six minutes in. That was, I think, God, they to, was it six? They, 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 that, that was quick. Yeah, it was, that was, uh, that was ugly. So we got plenty of things to get to the Big Ten, lines that stink, three things you think you know about, about the Big Ten I want to do. Uh, your game day predictions, which are four and all uh, last week. What was it? Herbie picked Georgia and the other three picked Bama? Correct. This week we got – it's a little bit easier. I only got to get two right this week. Okay. Because Kirk got can't it. pick the game because he's calling it. Well, he can, but he won't. Michigan could be playing the Kansas City Chiefs in Denton, Michigan. So I, I just, I just got to try and get David and I got to get try and get Coach. So this one could be a little harder, though. Dez is probably feeling good. Like, this is the first Michigan game you guys probably been at where the, the lines on – you know, they're, they're favored. Yeah. The last couple, you know. So he's probably feeling good about this. Between those Ohio, those Ohio State games and the, and the whiteout at Penn State, yeah, it didn't work out too well. All right, we talked plenty about our shot to clears last week, and uh, you know, 
being ranked and and who shouldn't be ranked and who they should be ranked ahead of. Um, So that gets us to a conversation we want to get to with fan base that is not ranked that thinks they should be. But first, (laughs) seeing how we got to it last week and and had some fun with it and and smelled out some things, we got to get to some lines that smell like manure. Because there are plenty. I really appreciate you and Van Pelt texting us on Sunday and Monday nights, letting us know uh, where the aroma is coming from as we're getting ready for our shows. Um, so keep those texts coming. But I will hand this off to you. You you look – I mean, we usually go back and forth. Hey, have you seen Circa post uh, any numbers yet? No. And I think it's been close to like – Three Eastern, or maybe that's like the first time I'm able to. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it. three. I think three Eastern is usually a right around two, two or three Eastern, based on Put, uh, when I was when I was with Metcalf and those guys last year when they okay. uh, did the openers. Yeah, it, it's it's around it's around two Eastern, I think, somewhere around there. Starting with that, are our shot declares what 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 we got minus six, six and a oh, half, six six and a half stinks out loud, <laughs> stinks out loud. Finally ranked. Feeling of accomplishment, you go on the road to Lafayette, you beat Louisiana, and you see that number to your left when you, when you pull up the score, the score page on ESPN.com, it says 25 or whatever their range right now. Like that's bad. It's great for a program like Coastal Carolina to be ranked, but it's bad because now there's a there's a target on you. Remember a couple of years ago when Appalachian State nearly beat Penn State in uh, in State College and they ripped off all those wins and they got ranked. Like their first game as a ranked team was against Georgia Southern and Georgia Southern kicked the crap out of them. And yeah, this game is, is in Charleston. I think it's technically Conway, right? Is technically where Coastal Carolina is. Yeah, I see. I think think, think technically Conway is, uh, is where they are. Okay. Um, But but this is a, this number is bad. I mean, Georgia Southern's a good team. They nearly beat Louisiana down. uh, 53 yard field goal. We're looking at a couple of very, very comparable teams here. And mm-hmm. that number, it's six, six and a half. Hey, win, win by seven and, and you cover. Go ahead and lay the six or six and a half. Uh-uh. That one smells like that stiff breeze in, in Champaign-Urbana when the when you got the manure coming from the cow pasture fields there you go. Uh, across that drive. There's a very, very, very good chance that Georgia Southern will show up in the, in the column and maybe even on the board on Saturday. I like it. I like it. Uh, and I just like the approach both teams are have here. Uh, we mentioned the shots clears national TV against Louisiana. And then basically Georgia Southern got a scrimmage last week against UMass. Should have looked at that one closer. That was, that was pretty easy. 41, nothing shy. Yeah. Wirtz is the guy for, for Georgia Southern. This is his 40th career start, I think, but he's gone for over 2,600 career rushing yards. I think that's the most active of any, FBS quarterback, so be careful, shot declares. What else uh, reeks like manure to you? I think this BC uh, Georgia Tech line stinks out loud too. Mm. You got BC, but being what? What did the two teams lose by last week? About what, one? Oh lord, thir- one thirteen to like <laughs> twenty or something like that. You got a team that gave up seventy three to probably the, uh, the best, or if not. The best, one of the two best three three teams in the country. You got BC, who finally the turnover the turnover bug we talked about it last week. Yep. You can't win that way, no. being reliant on turn, and they finally turned it over five times. Uh, but they're still improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're going home against this team that gave up seventy last week after getting blown out on their own. 
and they're only laying three, that like stinks out loud. And it takes a little bit of intestinal fortitude to be able to gulp and, and, and say, okay, give me that team that gave up 73 last week. I want that. But yeah. uh, boy, it sure looks like Georgia Tech might be the right side. There. I, I have a feeling we're going to see both of the two teams that we just mentioned uh, pop up on Thursday night on SportsCenter with Scott Van Belt. Oh, all right. I like what you're saying. I think we're going to get to another one, too, uh, that you had on the, on the chain. But I'll tell you one thing. I thought Georgia Tech was going to be an under team this year, you know, meaning mm-hmm. low-scoring games. Uh-uh. 73-7. million times, too. 73-7, 46-27, 37-20, 49-21. Those are the scores of their games. So it is – is not what Collins, I think, has wanted to to bring in with his, you know, defensive mindset. But Sims is is a he's shown flashes as a true freshman. So you're gonna get that. He's got six touchdown passes, nine picks on the ease on the season. I'm trying to compare the the attempts. Yeah, Jerkovic has 203 attempts and Sims is is, is 132. That's a I mean, if you want to look into it, because BC is in their their share of uh, high scoring games too. That over might be a, a play there unless they both play, you know, to their cop. I mean, we got more tape on each other. We know how BCs want to come out and throw the ball more. So that that over under 55 and a half is pretty interesting. I see 54 is at 54 and a half out there as okay. well. This game can't be 31-24. Oh, it definitely could be. Definitely. I just am amazed watching Boston College and seeing how many times they throw the ball knowing what they've been for so long. Uh, one of the lines I think – is going to be on winners is in the Big Ten, and that is the Hawkeyes minus three, three and a half at West Lafayette against Boiler Up. It's a lot going on here. Jeff Brom <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> is not going to coach. He's got COVID. He's, he's, I mean, and he's talked about the symptoms. He's got them all, not like uh, Coach Saban. His brother, Brian Brom, I believe is the quarterback's coach, the offensive coordinator. He's going to act as the head coach and call the plays. Uh, Iowa breaking in a new court, uh, new quarterback. We know they lost Werfs and uh, Epinesa to the draft. They do have Alaric Jackson, the stud uh, left tackle. I believe he's going to go back to left tackle. I think I saw this year. Um, but you know what you're getting with Iowa. You can make the case in the Michigan, uh, Minnesota, Minnesota receiver Bateman or Rondale Moore. Those are your probably your two most productive Big Ten active receivers. I would think um, I know somebody is going to come up with somebody from Ohio State and get mad at me, but those are the two guys that come to <laughs> mind when I think of playmakers in the conference. And I'm just pumped to see Rondale Moore back uh, on the field. But a lot going on. I thought Iowa would be given more here. You? I thought this number might be a, a little bit bigger. Purdue might have even opened up as a favorite, and I think the line swung towards Iowa, basically probably on the news of. Jeff Brown Brown, being being ill. This is a hard game for me because if you look at Purdue, you go back the last two years, 2018, 2019, no Power 5 team has more losses in games decided by four points or fewer Mm. than the Boilermakers. That's uh, an omen. Like They they typically find a way to lose these close games, whereas Iowa is completely opposite. We can talk about trends mattering – do they matter? Do they not? Especially in a year like this. But like, if you go back, Iowa has won 13 straight games in which it was a favorite of fewer than six points. So like these 50-50 games that they wow. are expected to win, 
they do. 11 of those 13 games, they were favored by by three and a half or, or, or less. So like these close games where try, you try and make a case for taking a small dog at home against Iowa, typically Ferentz, he builds a game plan and the way his team is built, they win uh, these types of games. So th- that's like a trend in a situation that I do think matters because you do have a, a program consistency. You do have the same uh, head coach. You've got players that develop and come through that program that, that are installed and built that way. So uh, it, it's, it's a team that can't win close games versus a team that can win close games. So if I had to play the game, I would uh, lean towards playing maybe just Iowa money line, especially if you, if it's three and a half, I would lean towards maybe just playing Iowa money line here, but it wouldn't shock me to see Purdue win at the same time and maybe some of that close game luck they've been lacking the last couple of years finally changes. And we, we can talk more about Purdue later in the podcast. We've got another thing we want to discuss as well later on. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. It was Bo Pelini, by the way, the last uh, uh, in Nebraska in 2014, 37-34 game. Bo Pelini, the last head coach to upset Iowa when the Hawkeyes were favored by less than a touchdown. Oh, positive. Bo Pelini talk. Not going to find yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's been beaten down anymore. so much the last few weeks. I felt bad, too, because I was kind of mean last week when I said LSU is not even playing this week and their defense looks even worse. Whoa. Now seeing, seeing what Mississippi State did offensively against Got Texas it. A&M. So that was, kind of, that was kind of uncalled for. So I'll give, I'll give Bo Pelini a shout by saying it wasn't directed at Bo Pelini. But. That was kind of like me with the Braves last night, too. I tweeted out that Melanson. That too bad was awesome. Couldn't that catch awesome. that home run. I caught it. That was awesome. That was good. Played Dodger, the Dodgers. It was, it was great last week. Hopefully people listened early enough and were able to get down on that Dodgers series price. Reaction um, I got, people got down on it. People are listening to the pod. To people are liking the Bears baseball good. picks. Yeah, I, I, I play the Dodgers for the series beforehand, and I, I, I'd play them again. Back to the lines that reek. <laughs> Certainly this game not. just reeks because I don't want to watch it, but I can't understand anything about it. It is your Rutgers at East Lansing. Sparty minus 13 over under That's 44 and a half thoughts. The state university of New Jersey. Like, like who wants to lay 13 points with Michigan state? I mean, I mean, seriously, you, you want to lay that? No, I sure as hell wouldn't. Like, I, I, again, it's a number set there under 14 points. Oh, Rutgers stinks. They're terrible. They've lost 20 straight Big Ten games or whatever it is. But, like, Michigan State isn't good. Don't they still have Rocky Lombardi still at quarterback? And Like, I, I don't know. I don't think they have any playmakers. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh-huh. some guys develop. But I think you look at you look at the State University of New Jersey. You got Shiano back there now. You've got a million transfers coming in. Vedral from Nebraska is probably going to be their quarterback. Uh, Crookshank, the wide receiver from Wisconsin, is there now. They got a bunch of guys who came in and defensively at times last year, they, they played okay. Like, uh, obviously, by the end of the year when they were completely broken down, their defense had given up. But there have been moments in the last couple of years where under, under Ash, their defense played uh, kind of well. But, like, I would certainly – beyond the uh, the state university of new jersey in this game the, the line at less than 14 sitting right there at 13 is a uh, is a siren for me and and, and i think um i think there's a chance that, that that sunge could be one of the uh i don't want to say one of the most improved teams in the country this year but but i think kind of like we were shocked by arkansas like and how well like the coaching change and the impact transfers kind of impacted that team in a positive light like i think a similar type of thing 
could be happening on the banks of the Raritan this week. I think that team could maybe steal a couple of wins this year in the Big Ten. You like over one and a half. I saw a one and a half posted for Rutgers. Let's play give them a win, dog. How about that? Let me. All right. Uh, here's one thing. While you're pulling that up, going back to Rutgers last year, if you take away the win over UMass where they scored 48 and the win where they scored 44 over Liberty, there's no way they averaged more than seven points a game. <laughs> Seriously, go back and look. 0 16 0 7 10, 21, 10. Zero, 6. 21. Who, who'd they score 21 against last year? Ohio State. <laughs> Tell me if that All makes right. sense. Here we go. At Michigan State. I think they can win the game. Okay. Home versus Indiana. Depending on what happens this week in Bloomington, maybe Indiana will be, if, if they win, it could be a little bit of a letdown spot. Or if Indiana loses, maybe Indiana is a little disappointed. Maybe Indiana does Indiana things and they blow a game and maybe they feel a little, a little let down and maybe they, they could be on upset alert. Okay. They're not, they're not winning. So you're taking Rutgers game. next week. Got it. Maybe not next week. Maybe I'll take it on this week. I, All I, right. I am going to take them this week. They're not going to win in Columbus, Illinois. No. They, Illinois they, is a big they, one. They can beat Lovey's team. Yes. In, that's the one in, in Piscataway. Michigan, Michigan, they haven't I, played I well think, against. I don't, I don't think they're going to be Michigan in, in there. At Purdue, uh, you're not going to win that game. A home road game versus Penn State probably <laughs> won't win that one. But but they they played well. They played they played Penn State pretty tough last year. Yeah, that, that was that was surprisingly tough. So I, I still think there's a big talent gap. And then and then they go down to the to the Snake Pit and play the Dirty Terps. They they could win that game. There there are one two three. I see four winnable games for the State University of New Jersey. Four games that I think they could win. Wow. Now, will will they know? But I think yeah. two is possible. Okay. All right. This is your Rutgers football report brought to you by the New Jersey Turnpike Metro Transit and Toll Association. Penn State, Indiana. That, that's kind of smelly. Indiana, Indiana, Indiana. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. That uh, smells. Again, this, this line, yeah. This line, again, reeks to, to holy you-know-what. Uh, again, six and a half with the, your road-ranked team favored. Like, I think this is going to be a bold statement, I think. Yes. What quarterback-running-back combination would you rather have in this game? Sean Clifford and, and Kane? Because remember, Johnny Brown's out. Or yep. Penix and Stevie Scott. I think Penn State would probably make that trade for Penix and Stevie Scott, don't you? I think Indiana has I an don't. advantage at the quarter. You don't. Okay. I don't. But this is a Penn State's a loyal a, school program. Oh, I, I know they are, and I Penn State was one of my first loves in college football, and, and we're fans of of James Franklin and and, and the staff, and bringing in a Kirk Sharaka from Minnesota, the offensive coordinator. But but he's got some things uh, to figure out and work on. I think right now. Okay. I just yeah, I touched on Journey Brown not there. Yep. Micah Parsons opting out. He's probably the biggest opt out in the league that's going to affect the, a team. No KJ Hamler at wide receiver. This is a really young wide receiver group now. They're going to be reliant. Frymuth obviously is a great tight end. Yeah. But I think they got, but there's some. Okay. I think there's some some things to potentially worry about this week, and and I think I mean the last couple of years Indiana has given them a ton of problems and it would not surprise me again if this was a a, a very close game but and we just have to 
I guess, come to expect Indiana to do Indiana things and yeah. find a way to lose a game like they did in the in the bowl game last year. I'm pretty sure that myself and the tall bald man will be on Indiana. Sounds sounds appropriate. Uh, a couple others I want to get to that I think reek why Baylor getting nine and a half from Texas. And that number has come down too, I think. Has it? Yeah, and see, then why yeah, is... I see, I see an eight and a half out there. I see some Okay, nines. eight and a half. My bad. I still see nine and a half, William Hill. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, and see... why is TCU getting seven? Yeah, I see six. You know, and we talk. I don't want to spend you know enough time on on these teams because I think the sure we do. Iowa People want to hear about way more teams. important this week. But you can have Texas and Oklahoma given those points. Uh, I I don't want anything to do with that. And also, how does how does South Kakalaka respond after a huge win over Auburn, who I still have not heard from anyone? Are they um, ranked this week? No, they're not. They're not. I don't see a number next to them. Their line's kind of reeky. Oh, that kind of kind of, I guess that line kind of stinks a little and bit Oxford. too. Oxford. <laughs> uh, we can touch on that in a bit because I think I might be official there. But LSU given seven now off of everything, the way the season started. South Carolina comes in, you know, off a great win, getting a touchdown. That's that's interesting. No, South Carolina's no got Miles, some guys, and, man. And no Miles Brennan. South Carolina's got some guys on defense. Joe Horn's son is, is phenomenal. He is. Um, he had a great game last week. Yeah. And then uh, five, big boy at D-tackle. I like him a lot. So that, I think, will get us through the lines that reek. I got one more line. Oh, you got one more? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say, yeah, Oklahoma. You look at Oklahoma. Again, another team that is really struggling. I mean, they're 3-11 and 11 against the number in the last 14 games, which maybe re- hints a little bit of being overvalued, but I don't think they're overvalued here. If anything, it's kind of we're going to undervalue them a little bit because we're not too sure. But again, we talk about Purdue being a team that really hasn't won close games. Like if you look at TCU, last 10 games, it's had about a touchdown or less than 2-8. Well, yeah, again, a team that you'd be surprised with Gary Patterson that typically is good and pull some upsets, but the regression has come there. But I, I think there's one other game out there that that, that kind of reeks, okay. and it's North Carolina, North Carolina State, 16 and a half. Like, oh, why is it that big? North Carolina just lost to Florida State and NC State's four and one or whatever they are. Again, you got to remember. NC State lost Leary, mm-hmm. and who have they beat? They beat Pitt, who has had a tendency to lose <laughs> games. They beat, they beat Virginia when Virginia lost Armstrong in that game, right? I don't know. I'm 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 a little skeptical on NC State, and in like y'all people, it's ranked versus ranked. Why is the number this big? Like I, I went back and looked, and this is one yeah. of my this is like my data mining note of the week. If you go back the last three years in ranked games between teams ranked 11 through 25. So you take the top 10 against other ranked teams out, teams that are ranked in that bottom part of the top 25, 11 through 25, three games in the last three years where you've had spread greater than 14 points. And all three of them, the favorite blew out the underdog. Last year, Utah was a 15-point favorite over Arizona State, and they won 21-3. Two years ago, remember that Washington BYU game where I think you and I both love Washington. They were yeah. minus eighteen over that BYU team that had just beaten Wisconsin. Huskies blew them out, and then 2017, Ohio State was a, a massive favorite over 
a ranked Michigan State team that was ranked like 13th in the country and it was 43. So like, the, don't be afraid to lay the big number, uh, e- even though it's ranked versus ranked. I think North Carolina is probably the right side here. I like the over in that game. Uh, if I was going to bet that game, I think both, I think Max going to come out and try and put one on them, knowing that they are rivals and NC State just always has that little brother mentality. So they're never going to stop. They played in some high scoring games. Uh, this season. So I, I, I had that normal number circled. I'm not sure if it'll make the big Mike happy recap, but I, when I look at that game, I do expect points. Uh, I know as last year, the year before I was trying to give people an over early to start the day. Uh, so maybe that that's a noon kick. Maybe that'll be a little over nooner. a little, a little nooner uh, where uh, the offenses are ahead of the defenses. All right. I don't, do we need it? I don't think we need air freshener for anything else. I think, I think we're good. Nope. I do. There are games I want to talk about that I, that are important this week. But let's do your game day predictions. You're going to be at uh, row the boat, Sky Mon, go Gophers. So you'll be there. Uh, weather, weather's an issue, Bear. Cold, cold. It's been snowing there all week. Yeah, I, I think I think we're going to have some maybe flurries maybe during the game. Uh, I think it's going to be in the 30s, maybe even like the tw- maybe potentially the 20s. How many, uh, how many, how many, how many personal heaters does Ruleman have? Does he only have the desk, and then you get stuck, or no? Oh, of course, it's okay because I'll have, I'll have an electric blanket. I, I, okay. I looked in the closet. We did have that. I have my my winter coat and my gloves and my hat still there because we boxed up a lot of stuff and put it in storage because okay. uh, we're getting ready to move. So, but but I do have appropriate uh, winter gear for the weekend. So between that and the Can electric bear blanket, get his paws out in that weather. Yeah, see, that's right. the biggest problem I have. I might, I might have to see if I can run, run to the store. My pair of like computer safe gloves, uh, they they from overuse, they're finally dead. So I yeah. might because yeah, I I pull like the the Michael Jackson with the one glove. Like, there you go. It just looked. That's the thing. We yeah. had this discussion about like the difference between cold and heat. While yeah. I'm an absolute sweaty mess, like I was in Miami, at least I could put a fan on, cool off. But like the cold, the computer. No catching up, up on the cold. Break, you break the you break the computer because it gets frozen. You got mm-hmm. one hand to touch the mouse pad, one hand in a glove, just runny nose. I, give, give me give me hot over over ice cold frigid. What we had in Alabama last week was perfect. It was like mid fifties. It was great. A uh, high of thirty three on Saturday. I'm saying. Terrific. Right. What, what 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 are we looking at for eight a.m. Oh, hour by hour. AccuWeather uh, Plus. Efforting. Speaking of last week, Bear, what was going on? Are guys trying to take shots at you parking your car? Yeah, I what was I all that what, about? Well, I was gonna say, what did I do wrong? You should have seen the space that I had to park into, like the, the edge of the, the curve and the bars and the, it was a Dodge Charger. Like I, I drive a like a, a bigger vehicle. I'm like yeah. used to that. I'm like I mean it's like it, a matchbox car you got the bear. Correct. Like like I Jeez. I was fine out now. I'm glad he did catch Pollock nearly running over the the, the 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 post there that was that that was a scary thing but I, I thought I did okay back in into that based on like where I got Herb Street walking and Reese walking and, yeah. and I'm a security guy like waving me to back in like just get out of my way let I see it I have a rear view camera in there I'm I'm good I know what I'm doing but like Pollock on the other hand I'm I'm not gonna turn I'm just gonna angle in and nearly take out the yeah. the, the, the post there like ridiculous that's okay I can take it all right. You're Go looking ahead. around high twenties, bear. Perfect. Get that Perfect. sun out; it'll feel like sixty. Enjoy. Oh, yeah, be great. 
Uh, so speaking of, what do you, what do you got? We we said Herbie's not picking. He's calling the game. Correct. You went four and zero last week. So we got. Who do you think Des is going to pick Michigan? Right. Yeah, I guess you got to on that before. Des will, Des will pick Michigan. So I got to worry about Pollock, and I got to worry about Coach. Coach, for it's some got to be the reason, first time in a while that you've gone to a game and Michigan's a favorite. Because you guys weren't at Michigan Notre Dame last year, were you? No, and I think Notre Dame closed as a favorite last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Notre Dame is, didn't they close as a small favorite? And I know I we, we right. both like Michigan. I am going to say Pollock will pick Michigan. He's going to say Michigan with the secondary. Okay. And uh, the, new, the, new, the new quarterback in Milton and Charbonnet running the ball. I, I think he's going to say Michigan wins a close one. Okay. And for some reason, Coach seems to have a tendency to pick against Michigan a lot. Okay. And even though he's not on set Got in it. Minnesota, I think he's going to go Gophers, even though the Gophers burned him last year when he picked uh, Minnesota to beat Wisconsin for the axe. I think he's, he's going to double up and come back with Minnesota, give him a second chance. So I think we're going to go Pollock, Michigan, Coach Minnesota. All right. Bonus game day question. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you guys had a show where Saban or Dabo did not appear live on the show? 2012. <laughs> That's a good idea. I, I should maybe add you that. You got to look that up. You have I, I, I got I got to add that column in my, in my in my game day database where I have all of all the games and the headgear and uh, spreads and all the history like okay. that, that should that should be a new a new addition. I should add the column Dabo slash Nick. Yes. And just have it have a yes no and and who it was. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna maybe, maybe get on get, that. Maybe we can get one of the um one of the uh the, the, the assistants on the show to to look up or get have someone run through the uh, the old rundowns and see. Yeah, get uh, Jeff what, Brown on that. He's not doing much, is he? No, no, he's he, no. he went to Virginia. He's he, yeah. he college football doesn't matter there. He could count faster too. He's a smart guy. He, I was gonna say he's smart. He can't he he can figure out a way to manipulate uh a, a, a database and an easier way to go through the uh, the video server quicker than you or I, that's for sure. Time for some Big Ten predictions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Give me three things you think will – you think you know about the Big Ten. They can be whatever you want. But just, you know, it's the last – it's, it's second-to-last conference. We don't have anything to go off of. But three things you think you know about the Big Ten. Number one. The gap between Ohio State – and the rest of the Big Ten is just as big as the gap between Clemson and the rest of the ACC. Wow. That's number one. Okay. What do you think about that? I don't agree with it. You don't agree with it? No. I know what you're saying, but I still think Clemson's way more ahead. That's just... I'd I'd be curious to see what the spread is next week. Mm-hmm. Ohio State at Penn State is if we, if we think Penn State's the second best team in the Big Ten and they have them on their home field that's probably going to be what 14 with no crowd it's got to be it's double digits you look at Clemson at home against Miami and that was 15 curious see okay number two Purdue will be most improved team in the Big Ten this year Boiler I mean, up. I, I, this week notwithstanding I think that you look at Moore and Bell, the, the wide receivers that they've lost. They lost a ton of games due to injury. 
last year. I think the way that they've recruited and the, the, the coaching staff being there that they have, I, I think Purdue, like before the year, they, they were like the most confident team I had in terms of a win total. Mm-hmm. But obviously those win totals are now, are now gone. But um, I think we're going to expect to see a lot of improvement from Purdue. And uh, they are a team that potentially could challenge in that Big Ten West for a spot in the Big Ten championship game. I like it. They're at a three and a half right now posted by sports betting. Wow. Bear could jump all over that one. Three and a half. Interesting. Yeah. Three and a half. I mean, they got Rutgers at home. They got Nebraska at home, at Illinois. Like they should win all three of those games. And then you got Northwestern. Like they're only three and a half. That's what it says. You tell me you beat Northwestern at home, Sunge at home, Nebraska at home, and at Illinois, you cash. Yep. That, that doesn't even count. Like beating potentially beating Iowa at home or uh, winning the bucket. <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't you let me know uh, if you have access to said. I I am trying to text site. people right now to see if they have access to it. <laughs> I, I have a I have a betting question about these overs. Does it count the plus one game that all these Big Ten teams will get? No, no, it no. does not. Okay, no, it does not. The schedule as is is the, is the way the way that the way that they do it. Number three, State University of New Jersey will win two games this year. Love it, love it. I asked for Van Pelt for one on his podcast yesterday, Bear, and he just said, Ohio State's better than everybody, and they're not going to lose a game. But so, that's, that's And then went on a rant about the conference alone. Oh, yes, he did. It is <laughs> he's not happy. He's, he wants he wants he wants Illinois on Maryland's schedule. They haven't played him yet. And he said, I don't I know. <laughs> is that is that just like because he, he wants Maryland to like get a win out of like a lot revenge for locks. Is that, is that what it is? Maybe, maybe I was sticking along their line. I like, I like your, your Ohio state. I was going to say, I thought Penn state or Wisconsin would be closer to Ohio state than anybody else in is to Clemson, the ACC, but I don't want to do that. I will say this is not really a big prediction. I do think Wisconsin will be in that title game. Really excited to see Graham Mertz, the quarterback at Wisconsin. Sorry to hear about Cone and the injury, but from what I gather and the idea of Paul Chris with a with an athletic quarterback and what he can do, I know they got to replace Jonathan Taylor and some guys on the offensive line, but I don't worry about Wisconsin having to replace guys on the offensive line. I think their defense is going to be really, really good, even with the loss of the uh, two guy, the two linebackers that went to the NFL. So I like Wisconsin. I will say Iowa wins more than five games. That's what their number is uh, on this website. I, it's just a, a trust factor there. I just feel like I was so. So basically, you gotta you you gotta, you gotta go six. Gotta to win, win this week. Six to <laughs> win though. That's a hard number in eight games that they have to go six and two. Mm-hmm. Yep. If Iowa's win total were five, I would be like playing under because six and two is hard. Like, are they going to win at Penn State? Why have we got to push? I, I think there's a better chance they go four and four than six and two. Okay. But five and three feels like the most likely outcome. Six and two, I think, is slim. Because I, I think they'll lose at Penn State and they'll probably lose to Penn State's a big with, one. With, or I should say, Wisconsin. at Minnesota's a big one. Yeah, I, I I, they should be three and all. Oh. 
I'm not certain they won this week. Okay. I mean, they, you, right. they typically do. I gave those great numbers before, but I'm not, you never want to single handedly bet a game because of a trend. Okay. But I don't, I don't, I'd, I'd be careful there, bud. I wouldn't go right. over five. I'd I'm, be a stay away. Now, get four, right. five, four so and hopefully half. I don't get access to this. If you, can find, if you can find four and a half, <laughs> buy it down to four and a half and be able to pay a little extra juice. And then maybe that might be something you consider. Uh, okay. Minnesota will finish with a better record than Michigan. I'm taking into account that Michigan might win this game, but I just feel like the trust factor there with Fleck versus Harbaugh. It's funny. I saw Harbaugh says it's a great team to coach. I can't wait to see that first throw of the headphones Saturday night and think about the quote that he said that this team is so much fun to coach. Um, it just gets a little predictable sometimes. So I just, I feel like Minnesota will, we talked about Bateman, Morgan. I trust that process that he has built up in, in Minneapolis. So that's a little big 10 thoughts just to give something. Hopefully people have access to those numbers. Um, anything that's definitely going to be on the board. I, I think there's a really, really, really good chance that the animal will be on the board. Okay. I think there's a really good chance that the state university of New Jersey will be on the board. Uh, I think there's a good chance North Carolina will be on the board. Okay. Um, there's only three spots on the board. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it, it's, I'm just, I'm just, Talking out loud, those are the ones that seem to stand out the most to me uh, right now. Your rice play that we were talking about earlier, yeah, kind of, uh, and that's kind of appealing. Did I mention that yet, or was that before no, we started? That was before we started. That's okay. why. That's why I, I mentioned earlier. Like you, you, you have you have me uh, spoiler intrigued alert. by intrigued by that. Okay, discuss. Here's the deal. We know what Middle Tennessee is. Um, I really don't want to talk about last week's picks because I'm still really mad at West Virginia's uh, kick cover team, and I understand it wasn't a bad beat. What a way for Puka Williams to um, to end his Please. college career. You can't go down 10 nothing to Kansas. You can't do it. And West Virginia did it, clawed all the way back, and we still lost. And UCF, come on. Stop going for it on fourth down all the time, please, and – Field goals do add up if you if you kick more, more than one. I'll just I'll just say that two field goals is 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 six points. Uh, just what a touchdown's worth to, to some people out there that want to go for two and and uh, go for it on fourth down every single time. Um, but you know we can't have a conversation with those people, as Scott says, because they just there's no conversation to be had. So anyway, about about that week and North Texas was our winner against Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee is is not a good football team this year. We've talked about this. Um, North Texas ran for 462 yards on the ground last week. Um, and the Blue Raiders from uh, Murfreesboro have given up over 240 yards or more in four of the six games they've played. Rice comes out fresh. Got a transfer quarterback, Michael Collins from TCU. I believe he's a local Connecticut kid. And, you know, we know what Coach Bloomgren likes to do from the old Stanford days. I could see Rice just having the ball the whole game and running for four yards a clip and just keeping uh, middle off the field. So I like Rice in this spot. Um, I talked about last week when we had Holgerson on. Middle might be a little worn out from these from these beatings they're taking week after week, and Rice has to be a little fired up with the momentum they got after last year and knowing that they've upgraded their talent here this year. I like Rice this week, and that's definitely one of my picks this week for sure. We never did answer the question that we that we first uh, posed at the uh, the start of the of, of the pod, which was the angriest 
team oh. fan base that thinks that they should be ranked that they're not. Finally, finally, we're going to get to it about 45 minutes later. Do you think they're even more mad now that they had to wait to see if they're involved? Good. Maybe, maybe we did that on purpose, and I didn't even realize. Maybe, maybe that was your plan all along. Maybe. I think it's Memphis. I, I think Memphis. I mean, but I, I don't think Memphis fans are really angry, though. So maybe that's not that. I mean, I think they're the most obvious being that you, you, you beat UCF last week and you, you play SMU. Talk, I, I don't know. Can I, can I throw Arkansas into it? They're, I don't think they're mad, but they want to be because I think they're mad about the Auburn game, which would have them at three and one. The question is, who's the most upset? Iowa fans are probably mad that they're not ranked and Iowa State is ranked. Which Iowa fans are mad. They usually oh, yeah. mad. They, 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 that is an ugly but Then they get mad. Then, then they're like, oh, we don't even worry about them. They're not in our right. conference. You know? I got more hate mail from or hate tweets from Iowa fans about my my uh, Iowa State pick than, than anybody out there. But boy, they they get after it. You see, the great thing about Auburn, Auburn is now like they were mad last week about like us saying that they shouldn't be ranked. Mm-hmm. Now they hate their team and they hate their coach. Now they're with <laughs> us. So they, they've done the complete 180 in, in, in two weeks. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's Oklahoma. Yeah, okay, I'll buy that. I'm gonna say it's Oklahoma just because they have a probably uh, the right. That's probably the right. So uh sorry for being mad. What else? Speaking of um Auburn, you talk about that line being poopy. Did you have a play on uh on the lane train there or no? Um, I mean, I'm looking at, they have the common opponent in, in woo pig and we know what happened with, in, against Auburn with Arkansas and Ole Miss. I'm not here to take anything away from Arkansas. Corral did throw six interceptions. The so much for those sec defenses being bad, huh? Yeah. And the look <laughs> on Lane's face, the exasperation that he showed on most of those was just like, that's not why I called that play. Like, what the hell are you looking at? And so I'm really interested to see the, the I didn't I didn't get the chance to watch that game back. But I mean, I saw a couple of the interceptions that Arkansas had. I mean, it's just guys full breaking on the ball and, and it's like Corral doesn't even see him coming. And you could see him coming, uh, you know, from from the vantage point where you're watching the game. So I would think Corral has to play better. I just don't know what to make of Auburn. Like we keep talking, mean, it feels like we talk about the Bo Nix and, and Herbie breakdown of Bo Nix, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but it's just the running around. And I just, that offense, man, if, if, if you can't run between the tackles, it just feels like it takes away so much, uh, you know, it, it takes away, it takes it away from being so dynamic when we've seen it where they have a running back and they could go between the tackles. Um, so I would, I, I think Ole Miss might be worth playing here. I'm not sure if they're an official pick, but, um, I, I could see having Ole Miss cause I mean, they moved the ball last week on Arkansas. They just Corral just made some, some bad decisions. So he has to be better. Um, a couple other games I just wanted to touch on. I can't believe, uh, it, I guess it's in the, in the smelly, uh, category, but like Louisville, looking what they've looked like. And then Florida state off a win in North Carolina. I, all I, thing I've read is that Travis is going to play and Florida yep. state still plus and five and a half. I was going to say the lines come down too a lot. Yeah. It's open, it's open um, nine. That over is intriguing. Uh, um, Louisville not known for their uh, there, defense. There's, there's, there's no defense there. 
Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I like There's the no over. There. It also shows you how limited Notre Dame is offensively. They just don't have any guys that could separate in the secondary after watching too much of that you, game. I was going to say, are you Irish? Uh, like, like they, they have one of the worst uh, like uh, yards per – like in terms of – It's not great. It was, um, it, was, it was David Hale who tweeted it out early this yeah. week. Like their, their air yards per attempt in terms of completion like, is it brutal. No, like, that, that, that's good and that's good enough to beat who they beat thus far, but that, that's not going to cut it two weeks against Clemson. That's not going to cut it against North Carolina and BC. And it might not even cut it this week against. Uh, I was just going to say, against, Coach Rick against, against Pitt. Preseason bowl prediction. He's got Pitt over Notre Dame. I want to see we how that have, goes. We didn't, we didn't have him on this week. We did not. Uh, I, I think Georgia Southern might make the, the column tomorrow too. Yeah, um, I, think, I think they almost have to. I look at the over in the Ohio State game as a possible play. Uh, I don't think we talked about that. It's not going to be much stopping. And two games I just want to mention because I want to get your thoughts on because I think they're the two most important and intriguing games this week. Ready? Mm-hmm. Cincinnati plus two and a half at SMU. Big implications. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and Iowa State plus three and a half at Stillwater. Yeah, Those two games are, to me, the most important games of the whole slate this weekend. I am, I am looking forward to watching both of those games. I, um, I have my doubts on. I shouldn't say doubts. Suspicions, I guess, would be the um, the appropriate word on Cincinnati. Okay. Like I'm not. I'm not sure. Really, how good they are. Cincinnati. Hold on one second. Cincinnati. Uh, rank number nine at 16 SMU, nine o'clock Eastern ESPN two. Go ahead. Sorry. You beat what Austin P you beat uh, army uh, Army in a whole hung game and you mm-hmm. beat USF who is the worst team in the country. Mm-hmm. I don't know the SMU. We, we, I liked Tulane last week and yep. we nearly did get the outright win. I had questions about whether SMU would be able to do it without uh, Roberson and McNeil. Uh, McDaniel rather and their our offense it clearly wasn't the problem they, their offense did not uh, miss a beat so I'm uh, SMU, SMU there it, it would probably be the uh, the side that I would be on I, I think they're going to score points in, in, in this game and I I, 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 w- I would lean towards um, towards SMU minus the uh, see some twos as well so if you can if you okay. find some twos or maybe just money line that maybe a Maybe the, uh, the the ponies are the way to go in this game. I, I don't know. Did you have a, a thought on it, or were you just throwing it out there? I would take SMU if they had a healthy Robertson. I talked about it feels like every week how much I love that kid, and I feel awful for him after he came back. Um, he's a difference maker. Yeah, Cincinnati. I, I really wanted to see Cincinnati-Tulsa because uh, I thought that would show uh, us a lot, a lot about what Cincinnati had. So I don't have a take on this game. I just I'm really interested to watch it. Because I still want to see what Cincinnati has. You know they're going to score points against SMU because SMU is not that defense, that strong defensively. But since will Cincinnati be able to score enough and hold down SMU? That's why it's such an interesting matchup to me. Iowa State plus three and a half at Stillwater. If we got to be able to see Spencer Sanders, you would think by now with all the time off. I think it's down. He's played one series, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when uh, Michigan State went to Oregon way back and Michigan State hung around and then Oregon pulled oh, away late? Oh, they, they led in the fourth quarter. In September, Mar- yeah. Mar- it was Mar- a September Mar- game. Mar- like Mar- 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 Yep. 
that felt like the most overanalyzed game that whole season. And I'm, I'm starting <laughs> right. to feel like I'm, I'm, la- I'm laughing, but you're so right. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like Tulsa and Oklahoma state is becoming that game week one. That's the overanalyze because <laughs> there was so much going on. Like, why is it Chuba being able to run the ball? Spencer Sanders got hurt. Is Tulsa any good? Tulsa didn't even want their coach, but they couldn't fire him because of financial reasons. Like you got every single storyline out of that game, and it felt like you got you got another storyline after that uh, after that game happened every week. So it's funny you talk about Iowa State, and it's another week. And now that uh, Louisiana lost. You know, you still don't really know the difference makers that weren't on the field for Iowa State against Louisiana. Louisiana hit some huge plays. They haven't hit those huge plays since they played Iowa State. And Iowa State's played way better since since that that loss. So what do you expect from Iowa State when they go to Stillwater? I can't wait to head back to the hotel on Saturday and, and watch this game in the afternoon because you talk about overanalyzing things. I, I think there are two different things to, to look at here. Number one is I brought up how Cincinnati I'm not sold on. It's hard to be super sold on Oklahoma State, but at the same time, they have won games w- without Spencer Sanders. Now their offense has struggled predictably mm-hmm. in the win over Tulsa, which may, I, I don't know, does it look better that they beat Tulsa, that Tulsa wound up beating UCF? I, I don't know. Uh, they beat Kansas, who stinks. And they beat yeah. uh, West Virginia, and West Virginia imploded with turnovers and red zone issues. And basically, they had two plays on offense the entire game. I, like the defense has played well, but you're not exactly talking about the best offenses in the world there with, with Tulsa, uh, West Virginia, and, and Kansas as well. So, and if you look at Iowa State's schedule, if they win this game, they got Kansas next week, they got Baylor, and then they host Kansas State there's a really good chance that they're seven and one when they go to Texas on November 27th. If they are, uh, you can probably lose, you, you can lose that Texas game and still go to the big 12 championship game. You have West Virginia at home to wrap up the year, but, but it, it's a massive win for Iowa state and how, in terms of the pressure they'll have the rest of the year, because every, I, I don't, I can't remember if we talked about this on the pod last week, or if it was just, on game day where I mentioned it, like people had that conversation about how two weeks ago was like the worst week ever for the big 12. And when, when Oklahoma lost and, and Texas lost, like, I, I couldn't disagree with that more. It shows that your league is much more competitive and, and deeper than people think. I think it allowed for a, a situation for a team like Iowa state or Oklahoma state or Kansas state uh, to have that special type of season like Baylor did last year. And maybe, reach the Big 12 championship game and, and maybe even the playoff. Look, we don't know how many other games the conference, these conferences are going to play. You're telling me that if Oklahoma State's undefeated or Iowa State finishes the year, what, 9-1 and one or 10-1, and one, whatever it would be, uh, with the one in the Big 12 championship game, that they're not going to be discussed by the college football playoff selection committee to be in the playoffs. So I, I think that Big 12 is done narrative is, is a little false and a little – a little overblown, but yeah, this is a game. This is a complete stay away game for me. I would not want to be on the side and maybe take an Iowa state plus a three and a half and you get that hook and you think it's a good number because you get a field goal and then they lose. And at the same time, I don't want my inkling to be right about Oklahoma state and lay the three and a half. And then I have Iowa state went out, right? Remember that game, this game last year was like one of the weirdest games out there with the 
the three Purdy interceptions in the fourth quarter. It had come like right after Iowa State. I think nearly beat uh, Oklahoma. So this, this is a this is a weird game. It, it's it's a great game to watch, but not one that I would want to be too involved in. Big spot for Purdy here. I'm really interested to see him uh, in this game. Um, I'm just looking around. Well, we haven't uh, even mentioned the, the, the Michigan-Minnesota game in terms of our thoughts on it. Correct. I'm fired up. I want to see Milton. Same thing as I'm fired up for, for Merch with Wisconsin. Like, you're hearing things about Milton. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, P.J. Flex, a complimentary guy, he's talking about this guy's a once-in-a-decade talent. We know what we're getting on the other side. Tanner Morgan's 30 touchdowns. You know, I keep – the only thing that worries me about Morgan is every time somebody says his name, they just talk about how efficient he is. Sometimes I don't want efficient. I want to be good when it counts. Sometimes you talk about, like, ducks too, some bad passes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's going to be cold. Uh, running the ball is going to be huge. No one abuses that one to three yards of uh, the RPO with guys downfield more than Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> ask any defense coordinator that tries to play against them. It's, 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 it's just a, a nightmare to, to prepare for. I did see an awesome note that this – 1968 was the last time Minnesota played an opener when both teams were ranked. So that just tells you the work that, I mean, I know everybody hates preseason polls, but tells you the work that, that Fleck has done with that program. It's another one. I'm, I'm fired up to sit back and watch um, in my office pools and, and stuff like that. I'll, I'll, I'll take Minnesota when I have to pick the game, I'll take Minnesota plus the points here. I'm not sure it's strong enough to, to be in the column. Like I said, there's just a lot of unknown with these teams, you know, in these big, I love that they're playing each other to start the year, but just a lot of unknown. And I don't Michigan, you're never going to get any information from Harbaugh is as close to the vest as there is with anybody with information just found out the wide receivers, you know, officially gone. Uh, So it's just, Uh, Collins, yeah, exactly. Ronnie Ronnie Bell's the only receiver they have back. That's a huge question mark. And Minnesota, I mean, flex is, is as much as he'll want to talk about himself and his program all the time. He's another one. You're not going to get information from him. So it's a really tough game for these two guys to come out and to handicap these two guys, um, knowing, you know, what what their approach is, Uh, but really excited to see it. Um, I just, like I said, in the big tens prediction, I think Minnesota will have a better uh, year than Michigan. I look at Michigan's schedule. They need to start off with a, with a bang to, to keep, you know, some positivity around the program. We know how last year started when they went to Madison and, and, and it took a while to, to revamp it up, but they could, they could use a boost. I just, I trust Minnesota in a spot here with, with, with flex coaching staff. These are typically the games that Jim Harbaugh doesn't lose though. People mm. crush him for the two and 12 against top yeah. 10 team. A great like, point. If, if you look at like what he, what Michigan does against those teams, like ranked 11 through 25, they're eight and two. It's not the, the Indianas and the Minnesotas. Be- and like, it's not those teams that typically beat Michigan. I, like it's the really elite teams that do. So like, I, but, but again, it's, again, I don't think I'd want to be involved in this game. Mm. I don't think you need to bet on it just because it's, it's a primetime game. And it's big 10 opening weekend. Uh, I think there are enough questions about the Michigan. Like, look, we, we kind of poked some fun at the Michigan offensive line last year. But four of those guys are gone, and somehow they got drafted, even though they really weren't very good, especially early in the year in running the ball. You've got newcomers at wide receiver other than other than uh, Ronnie Bell. you got turnover there. Can Charbonnet continue running the ball uh, like he did at times late last year? Uh, their secondary has a chance, I think, to be pretty good. 
Uh, how are they going to be up front? Like, I think Michigan is one of those high risk, high reward type teams this year in terms of obviously like, like if things go right, they potentially could be the second best team in the Big Ten. But if things don't pan out, then I think you're you're looking at another three losses or so, and and, and, and then we'll see what happens. I, I obviously talent wise, I think Michigan has more talent than Minnesota, but I'm I'm not sure I want I'd want to get involved in this game uh, right out of the gate on the road in Minneapolis. That's a gr- great way to put it. I was going to say too, this would be a great year for Michigan to beat Penn State because you don't want to have to hear that. In a year like well, this. I mean, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure Josh Gaddis thinks it would be a great year for Michigan to beat Penn yeah. State. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he probably would be a, be a fan of that as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else? Nature is healing, gentlemen. We have this week. Even though I was home last week, it just it just felt wrong, like to be sitting here on the couch and, or even if I were on the road and get back to the hotel room and not have a game on at like 11.30 or midnight. We got three this week, my friends. We got Texas State at BYU. The Bobcats. We got UNLV at San Diego State. We got Air Force at San Jose State. We got three games that are the the late night get out chaser games. I think we owe it to our viewers to maybe – Give a give, give a lean, give give a thought maybe on those three games for because you you know our audience is going to be up late night, maybe maybe pre- if we have a good day on Saturday on the board and the column and such, they might be looking at looking to get a little greedy on Saturday night or if things don't go right, they don't want they don't want to see the man on Monday or Tuesday, they want to All get right. out. So so let, 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 let's talk T- Texas State BYU. What, 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 we got a. Uh, what do we got here? We got a uh, BYU. I'm sure probably maybe like 29 20 and a half. 29 and a half. Yeah. Wow. That's a big number. That is a big number. That's a big number. Um, I don't know if I can lay that. I, I'm here's the deal. Here's the deal. 20, I'm not laying 29. I, I take Texas state plus a 20, even though it's an opportunity for BYU to be on national television and, and, and make a case towards their, uh, they're under their undefeated season. I don't know if I'm laying 20 on it. The Texas State played well on the road at BC. I don't know, man. It seems like a lot. Texas State played well enough to win at BC, and now we see what the real BC is like. That's that's uh, that's Morrison. interesting to me. But 30 is a lot. I don't ever like giving 30. Uh, I know everybody's going to want to – that handicaps this game is going to want to bring up altitude. Texas State, uh, they're going to battle you. They, they're they not the most talented team, but I've watched them a bunch this year. They've definitely shown improvement, even though their record doesn't have that. Um, but I, I I don't – there's nothing I want to do with that game. Um, no, you, it, it's a late-night chase get-out game, so I want I – want I'd rather go to bed down. How about that? <laughs> How about that? I got no business – uh, on any of these things, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like what I was talking. I think it was Gil, with Gil a couple of weeks ago in a numbers game when he asked me for like a, a pick on one of those Thursday or Friday night games, and he asked if he wanted a little good mojo going into the weekend. I was like, I'd rather have no mojo than bad <laughs> mojo. Yeah, but over I I would probably play the over before I would Texas State. How about that? All Sixty right. and a half. I, I could see that maybe. I could see this maybe being like. 45, 20 or something like that. I can see Texas State getting some some garbage late. 
Uh, right. We got Air Force, San Jose State, Air Force seven. The world's going to give Air Force there. Yeah, I was going to say the world's going to give the points. Yep. Not, San Jose not, State's uh, not your not your uncle's San Jose State. They competed no, last year. Yes, they did. They lose quarterback, which is a big deal. Yeah. But they, they, they looked like a team at the end of last year that was really close to getting bowl eligible. I, I'd, I'd be on the home. I'd, I'd be a home team getting points. What's better than what, what's better than that? Uncle Brent, thank you. Thank you, Miss Miss you, Uncle Brent. I'll I'll, I'll 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 take San Jose. I'll take I'll take the uh, the Spartans there plus the seven. All right, and then and then we got one more. We, we got UNLV, uh, UNLV at, you mark, UNLV at San Diego State. The Marcus Arroyo debut. Yep. Head coach of the uh, the running Rebels. San Jose San Diego State minus fourteen and a half against the Rebs. And uh, do you trust San Diego State laying that big of a number? A team that at times has really flopped laying points. Yeah, I was going to say, what gives? You know, Arroyo's going to try and score. And then, I mean, defensively, they're really good. Low over under. If I mean, if you if you think UNLV's got anything, it's forty nine. The over. Look at look at San 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 Jose State San Diego State's last four games left a year ago. Yep. 13 seven, seventeen seven, fourteen eleven, thirteen three, and it was twenty to seventeen in in Vegas last year as a big favorite. So I don't. I think it's an under. I don't know. I, I still think that's a a lot of points. I mean, they didn't score. They scored more than more than twenty seven points once last year, and that was against the the boys in, in Las Cruces. You know who the head coach of San Diego State is. Before, before the, before the bowl game, when when they when they lit up, when they lit up, uh, uh, Central Michigan. Do you know who the head coach of San Diego State is? Yes. Debbie, he's 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 pulling out round two. Brady yeah. Hunt. Good for him. I always liked him. Yeah. Stand up. It was, a, it was a weird way that whole thing went down there. Is he wearing Locked a headset anymore, or is he still headsetless? We'll you'll find out. Up, Tune in Saturday night. Stay, I was going to say, you'll have to stay up late Saturday night and watch. Always found it funny that a head coach didn't have a headset on. How about a person that has the headset on, but the the microphone is always pointed up like Mike Singletary used to have? Yeah, that, that, that's, my, he never had that's my favorite. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, Peter Hansen, Stanford uh, linebacker, former Stanford linebacker coach, the UNLV DC. So I'll definitely be watching that game later. I thought you said Peter Sermon for a second. No, no, Peter Sermon was a hell of a linebacker. How about my Jets? <laughs> I haven't watched a second. I haven't watched a snap this year. If they, hey, goal, if they were in the NFC East, they only be two games out. My, my, my goal is to not watch a snap of Jets football in, until like the last game of the year when 0-16 is, is going to happen. We, we, we didn't. We didn't. I don't think we gave a survivor pick last week or the week before, but like you just, it's it's just whoever plays the Jets. Yeah, but you can't now because they already played Buffalo. Well, well, that's the thing. Like if you played Buffalo week one in Survivor, like like this week could be interesting. Like I did not play Buffalo week one, so I, I have the Bills available this week, which is great. Like like our, your other your other picks are trust in the Chargers. As as a home, like, like the Chargers are like are a, a survivor pool like voodoo. 
Like I, <laughs> you, you trust you trust them as a favorite to win. Like that's that's hard to do. Or or you want to burn the Chiefs laying nine and a half or so against Denver on the road. I hate like, taking like, road teams. Yeah, it's not as bad this year. Just no, you're right. Of, you're right. It's not. It's not. But like, it, I, I would just have more of a hard time like burning the Chiefs against the Broncos in a game. I mean, Broncos defense showed a little bit the other day against Denver against the Patriots. Granted, Patriots didn't like practice at all, so that might have had something to do with it. Hmm. But I mean, if you don't, if you if you don't, if you don't got the Bills available this week, your your week could be a little uneasy. Good call. I love the Bills giving the points in that game. I'll tell you that. You see that prop two for the Jets to go 0 16? A couple of weeks ago, we did it on Daily Wager. I think it was like plus 1500 or something. And now it's like plus 350. <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw plus 360. It's, I can't take it at 360, but you go, you're running down the schedule. Like, really, the only two games I, I could see them potentially winning would be like if if it all hits the fan for the Browns and they're a dumpster fire at the end of the year. And then if, if the Dolphins are committed to two and he's still in there and it's struggling and it's about four mm-hmm. degrees at the Meadowlands and whatever, like, like that's it. Like who, who are who are they going to be? Nobody. God, I want them to go on with 16. If you're going to stink, stink all the way. Time for the big Mike happy recap sponsored by DraftKings. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at over $100,000. Download the DraftKings app and enter code STEVE at sign-up. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I'm going to go Rice and check the column for the rest. I got to crunch some numbers. I mentioned possibilities. Ole Miss, Florida State over, North Carolina over. But uh, Rice is, is definite play this week. I, I'm going to give you two definites for now, three definites for now. All right. I'm going to give you Georgia Southern. I'm going to give you the State University of New Jersey. And I'm going to give you Indiana. How about that? Sons in Indiana. <laughs> wow. What's, what's better uh, than that? And then if you lean it more of a lean, I know this isn't a lean cast, more of a lean right now, UNC or Coastal. I mean UNC or Georgia Southern. I said Georgia. Didn't I say Georgia Southern? You did. Okay. One of them. Yeah. Sorry. I thought I thought I thought I, thought I said Georgia Southern. My head awful. Su- Georgia Southern, Sunge, and Indiana. Got it. You you went you went yeah, UNC would I would I would I would I would lean more towards UNC I think than uh, than, uh, than than Georgia Tech. But we'll see. All right, that's right, Georgia Tech. Okay. But I, I I am college football season is here and I am ready for Indiana to break my heart once again. Uh, interested to see, um, Clemson and big in Ohio state playing at the same time at noon. Everyone's going to bet them. Of course, you know, because I I think what you're going to, it's going to be interesting to see what happens now as the season goes on. Like I remember last year, how we talked about like how important it was to be number one come college football playoff time. Yeah. I think the same thing's going to happen this year. You're going to, you're going to have Clemson, Ohio state or Alabama one, and then you're going to have the other two two versus three and there's going to be a massive drop off from three to four so like like it's it's going to be like why 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 do you think clemson was 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 playing ball last week in the second half with all their backups that they are they are in to beat everybody as badly as they can last year because they they got they fell from number one late last year and dabble made mention of it on selection day so 
they 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 are well aware, and, and Clemson is going to do whatever they can to to stay number one throughout the year and make Ohio State uh, be in that two three game against uh, Alabama. Very good, my man. Um, very awesome to see twelve games at one o'clock. I love to see that circa prop for a team to score the first touchdown because that you got Clemson, Ohio State, North Carolina. Uh, you got that Louisville, Florida State game, and most importantly at noon, Rutgers, Michigan State. Oh, I, I will be uh, tell you what. I have not gotten my hotel assignment yet for uh, okay. for Minneapolis, but it's we better have big, better BTN. have the Big Ten Network. You would think in a in a, in a Big <laughs> Yo, Ten. Yo, you'll have it. You'll right? definitely have it in Minneapolis, no doubt. No doubt. All right, take us away. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.